Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Ernesto, Alexi, and Stephanie. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Today we're going to be playing Turing Machine. Designed by Fabian Gridel Yoan Levette. Uh, the artist is Sebastian Bezos, and it was published in 2022 by Le Scorpion Musk. Hey, the publisher. Turing Machine is fast, demanding, and intense. Find the secret code using a mechanical computer that works with punch cards alone. Ask the machine the right questions and find the answer before everyone else. Oh, it's competitive. I didn't know that. <laughs> And the mechanics are deduction, math, and solo solitaire game. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Uh, And the box art. Would you hold up the box art for the... Who would like to describe the box art? It's a white box with holes in it. And the holes spell Turing machine. Accurate, yeah. There's also a couple squares that are punched out. I think it is meant to evoke uh, punch cards. If I had to guess does look that way. It also says the punch card computer at the bottom. Well, it's good to know that I guessed correctly. Based off of this, would you pull it off a shelf? Uh, Stephanie. No. <laughs> Why not? Um, white box is really not I will say dragging my attention. It, it, there are holes in it. There's normally green. The rule book would be underneath and it has a green background. Yeah. So hold on. <laughs> On the side, it does say turning machine with some more like green punches in there. There's just nothing that really like stands out to me, I guess. And I wouldn't really know what to make of this game. Lexi? I mean, I did pull it off a shelf, so it it sold me, but mostly just because it said turning machine. Uh, No, no, I would not. No. Even with a mechanic being math? Even with mechanic being math. Well, because you don't get that from the box. But picking up off the shelf is based off description uh, box. I might, I might. Um, it it feels um, very functional. Let's just put it that way. The sides are not bad. They got the little faces on there. But I, I just, I don't know if I'm really a fan of the the whole visual style. I think it's a little bit plain, and I don't know if it's really doing a good job of selling me on it. All right, Eric, you have now seen all sides of the box. Would you pick this up? Off the uh, yes. I mean, I, I saw it at Gen Con um, last year. It looked kind of interesting. I like the idea of like punch card game. It seemed kind of cool. It seemed like you could do cool stuff with like, I don't know, the setup. Um, so yes, I'm a yes. So are we punching out cards or are the cards already been pre-punched? Well, hopefully we're going to get a history of punch cards. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, how do you think it's played? You've got these things in front of you. Not I have no idea. Uh, we have, uh, an array of very fine punch cards, uh, three different colors. We got a, a nice blue triangle, uh, an orange square and a purple circle. They go from one to five. I'm guessing we need to somehow give it commands and that will tell us some information about the final code. That's a guess. There's a lot of stuff. There are four cards that go a through F. And I think we need to figure out the four-letter code. And that's my best guess. I don't even know what a turning machine is, so I am left in the dark here. I see cards. I see faces. I got no clue what I'm looking at here. How do you you think math? 
<laughs> um, I don't even know where math inserts into this game. There's letters. Oh, there's, there's, shapes letters too. there's shapes. Favorite numbers. <laughs> we all know. Um, I don't know. I got nothing. All right. History of punch cards. <laughs> uh, you're not getting history of punch cards. I thought Alexi had something. Do you have something? Uh, give me 30 seconds and I will chat GPT something. Actually, Google <laughs> seems to have an arts and culture page on punch cards. Excellent. All right. Please read that. <laughs> it looks like the use of punch cards for data processing and storage are traced back to German American inventor Herman Hollerif, okay. who um, basically used punch cards to record personal information for a survey, make it survey faster for the U.S. Census in the 1980s. Okay. He made a tabulating machine that could process 7,000 cards per day. I don't know where this ties into a Turing machine yet, but... Let's just take it back a bit. Do you know what a Turing machine is? No. Well, okay. <laughs> We're waiting for that history. Well... <clears throat> was a Turing machine before punch cards? Yes. Also, I'm pretty sure you had people like Charles Babbage doing things with punch cards before you had... What was his name? One more Turing? Time. No, no, no. The German guy. Herman Hollerith. Herman Hollerith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had people like Charles Babbage and his difference engine doing things with punch cards before that. I didn't want to talk about punch cards. I did not have anything prepared about punch cards. I'm going to talk about somebody else. <laughs> so you guys know, are you familiar with the name Heron of Alexandria? Not even a little bit. Any bells at all? Like the drug? No, Heron. The bird. Mm, closer, yes. <laughs> is Heron not a bird? Heron is a bird, but not in this particular case. In this case, Heron is a man who lived <laughs> in Alexandria. In, in Alexandria. Got it. You, you crushed it. You crushed it. Uh, anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that Heron of Alexandria was known for a lot of his, like, um, they were, like, I guess, groundbreaking at the time, inventions, creations. So Heron of Alexandria is responsible for one of the first steam engines. You may have seen it. It looks like a little steel ball. It's got two little divots on the, on the outside. Not. Heat it up. Okay. Um, he is responsible for the syringe, a very rudimentary version of the syringe. He is responsible for the first vending machine in recorded history. And what I personally like him for is he's responsible for Heron's formula, which lets you find out the area of a triangle given only its sides. That's why I know him. Dude made some incredible uh, advancements in the, uh, in the field of automation and technology. So I just wanted to give a little shout out. He's probably dead by now, but I wanted to say thank you anyway, Heron. So I don't think a Turing machine is an actual physical machine. I think it's like a concept. I guess I'm looking up Turing machine. The Turing machine is basically, you've got a, a, an infinite strip with a bunch of little cells on it. No, Turing and, machines are, uh -huh. are real. They were built by Alan Turing. Okay, but like, what, a what is it? of a Turing machine. Yes, that is not an ideal Turing machine. That is... <laughs> well, the damn guy built it who invented it. I don't know if he did. Take a look at it. Here we go. Which Alan exactly Turing, like Turing in 1936 constructed an A machine, which was later called a Turing machine by his doctoral advisor, who said it was a better name than an A machine. Yeah, agreed. Um, with the machine, he was able to answer two questions in a negative, which I guess means saying the answer was no. Does a machine exist that can determine whether arbitrary machine on its tape is circular? Example, freezes or fails to continue its task. So I guess a loop, an infinite loop. Yeah. Um, and no was his answer. A machine cannot determine if it has an infinite loop yeah and does a machine exist that can determine whether any arbitrary machine on its tape ever prints a given symbol and also no the point of a turing machine was to prove the existence of fundamental limitations on the power of mechanical computation real world computers are based on different designs that, unlike turing machines solve this problem using random access memory 
But did he make a vending machine? <laughs> no, I don't believe he ever did. This did he use holy water? Sheen. He might have. This was a uh, very whiplash history lesson. Just like Alan <laughs> No, Turing. but apparently Alan Turing did create a vending algorithm. Do you guys want to know how to play the Turing machine? I would Is it possible Maybe. for us to find out? I don't know yet. <laughs> so we're all going to, a round structure is composed of composing your proposal, questioning, <laughs> deducing, and ending the round. We're all going to do these steps simultaneously. So step one, we are going to compose our three-digit proposal by overlaying three different colored cards um, with a symbol and a number. Uh, you're going to question. So that, that is your composing. You will question up to three verifiers over the course of a round without changing your proposal. Place the verifier's verification card under your proposal, making sure it's properly lined up with the punch cards, and it will reveal symbols. So it's going to tell us basically pass or fail when you line it up and hold it over the verification card. Uh, you're then going to jot down on your piece of paper whether the answers were yes or no. Uh, you're also like write down the combination you use, um, and you write down yes or no. Step one, paper, and we write numbers. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You're going you're gonna to pick three cards. You're going to write the numbers down, and then you're going to hold it up to the, the verifier, and you're going to write yes or no. Which one's the verifier? The verifier is the, um, the card that gives you some math equation or something. Uh, then we're going to deduce. So you're going to put your punch cards back in the support uh, and analyze your answers. And so write down your deductions on the sheet. And at the end of the round, all players have asked their questions and completed their deductions. Everyone extends their closed fist and counts the three simultaneously. And then you will either thumb up or thumb down. Uh, thumb up if you think you have found the code, down if you have not found it. If nobody has pointed upward, you start a new round. Uh, if somebody has pointed upward, we're going to verify the end of game in which we're going to know if our code is correct. Let's play. We just finished a game of Turing Machine. Uh, to recap, Alexi, you've got the first round in the first round. <laughs> um, then we tried a second round and we lost interest. <laughs> uh, strategy, Alexi. Uh, you know, as a solo game, it's mostly luck and then you're going to get the answer pretty quickly. As a game of more than one person, it's mostly listening to other people. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the deduction part. Um, this is a deduction game? Yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> listen to mechanics for some reason. Anybody else have a strategy? Yes. Yes, that, that did work well. Yeah, I don't know if I had time to formulate a strategy uh, because Alexei just got it in the first one. Uh, uh, in the second one, man, like you said, we just kind of fizzled out. My... Strategy, if I played again, would be to guess uh, better so that I actually got uh, information. That, that would really help out, I think. Um, uh, theme, did you feel like you were uh, a punch card computer person? No. Were we supposed to be a computer or a person? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I felt nothing. No, it was nothing like punch card computing. No. <laughs> did no computing. I had the I mean, slightest bit of interest when I saw weird pixelated robot faces of different emotions but ultimately they were irrelevant yeah so to answer your question no thematically i did not feel like i was a punch card machine or person or person yeah i felt nothing. I, I really wanted like some cool like where you put it in and it punched through and like punched onto a sheet or something 
and then I don't know, did something with that, but it's just numbers that reveal themselves. Ah, <laughs> uh, table presence. What did you think of the table presence? Uh, it's not good. Um, I mean, like you, you have what a, a hexagon in the middle. You've got some conditions around it, and then some cards at the end, and that's yeah. about it. And the punch. I think the punch cards are cool. I they wish they just neat. did something more than just show you a number. I think yeah. if you know nothing about this game, the table presence is a strong part of it. Yeah, I think so. That's what drew me to it. Uh, I I don't know. There's not really much that I'm looking at that just like catches my attention. Like colors are very bland. Just I don't know. Nothing really stands out to me. Uh, mechanics. Um, yeah, there's not, I mean, you're literally just, you, you put a thing together and then hold it over a thing and look at a result. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, 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 Tawanaku did it with the Pachamama, but the Pachamama was much more fun because you like revealed the thing. Um, and you like lined up animals and, and symbols and stuff. Strongest mechanic I felt out of this game was the same thing they taught in like third grade math where they give you a word problem and you're really the goal of the word problem is to distill it down into numbers so you can just do the calculation. But there's a lot of extraneous words. Figuring out what this game is actually asking you is the biggest mechanic. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, it's it's very, very simple. You're basically putting together a number and running it through a series of tests and it either tells you yes or no. And it's just not much of a game, in my opinion. Uh, rules. Um, how was it learning the game, Stephanie? I don't know if I learned the game. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I learned how to hold the cards up and get a yes or a no. I did understand that part of it. Yes, I, I figured out how to get a yes or no. I didn't know what the yes or no meant. Yes, that was kind of very confusing on the cards to me. I honestly thought it was pretty quick and easy. I mean, there's, there's honestly not a lot to it. Like I said, it's, it's, it's going to sound a little mean. It's kind of barely a game. Um, you, you, like I said, you put together a number, you check it against some stuff and then, you know, take your answers and see if you have enough information to put the, the final code together. Like it's, it's a very simple process, but I did some word problems in math today. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rule book was, was bad. I kept using weird like terms, like put the thing in the receiver instead of just calling it, it drives me crazy. Like kind of confusing in that sense. And then the wording continued just confusing throughout the whole thing. So it's very way, they may way way more complicated than it needed to be. The problem was there wasn't much there. So the only way it became a product worth selling is by looking complicated. Uh, player interaction. I guess there shouldn't be any, but when you do discuss, then Alexi figures out the answer. So um, I guess player interaction was a real negative for it. Yeah. If you're playing this game as intended, you're getting nothing. People are not supposed to talk to each other. Yeah. The only communication is a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, I don't know why this is for multiple it's people. Multiple people. It should not be. It should um, not be. It's just like a solo puzzle. Yeah. Would you, uh, would you play it again, Ernesto? Nope. Would you like me to elaborate? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's very interesting. Um, I can kind of see what it's trying to do, but at the core, it's just, it's not very engaging. Like you, you put your number, you compare it and that, like, that's all you really do. And it's just, there's not enough in there to keep me entertained. Uh, Alexi. Um, I mean, I think if I was going to play a game like this, I'd rather just go play mastermind. There's yep. a not, I, I don't see how this is a box that is sold as much for money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. 
Uh, Stephanie? No, I think I'm in class still <laughs> and I was just given some problems. I'm not, this, this didn't feel like a game. Yeah. It, I'm a no, it's not really a game. It's also not even good problems because it's just over convoluted and just frustratingly like weird. Yeah. I'll yeah. agree with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was, um, uh, forgot the name of Turing, Turing machine. machine. Uh, if you have any recommendations of games you'd like to hear impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast. Podcast and Camel says, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games, just not this one. But here's a, like, a game like Mastermind, you could actually deduce something. We should just play Mastermind. Just... What do you do if you think the machine is wrong? The machine is always right. You're probably experiencing the X paradox, and there's a long, big math about how you're wrong. Long, big math. <laughs> das blue, da bu di ba bu dai. Cut that part out, or else you're going to get copyright stream. <laughs>